0: this is section twelve of mark twain a biography volume two this librivox recording is in the public domain mark twain a biography by albert bigelow Payne. chapter one hundred and sixteen off for germany the german language became one of the interests of the clemens home during the early months of eighteen seventy eight the clemenses had long looked forward to a sojourn in europe and the demand for another Mark Twain book of travel furnished an added reason for their going. They planned for the spring sailing, and to spend a year or more on the continent making their headquarters in Germany. So they entered into the study of the language with an enthusiasm and perseverance that ensured progress. There was a German nurse for the children, and the whole atmosphere of the household presently became lingually Teutonic. It amused Mark Twain, as everything amused him, but he was a good student. He acquired a working knowledge of the language in an extraordinarily brief time, just as in an earlier day he had picked up piloting. He would never become a German scholar, but his vocabulary and use of picturesque phrases, particularly those that combined English and German words, were often really startling, not only for their humor, but for their expressiveness necessarily the new study would infect his literature he conceived a plan for making captain wakeman stormfield come across a copy of ollendorf in heaven and proceed to learn the language of a near-lying district they arranged to sail early in april and as on their former trip persuaded miss clara spaulding of elmira to accompany them they wrote to the houses breaking the news of the journey urging them to come to hartford for a good-bye visit Howells and his wife came. The Twichells, Warners, and other Hartford friends paid repeated farewell calls. The furniture was packed, the rooms desolated, the beautiful home made ready for closing. They were to have pleasant company on the ship. Bayard Taylor, then recently appointed minister to Germany, wrote that he had planned to sail on the same vessel. Murat Halstead's wife and daughter were listed among the passengers. Clemens made a brief speech at Taylor's farewell dinner. The Mark Twain party, consisting of Mr. and Mrs. Clemens, Miss Spaulding, Little Susie, and Clara, Bay, and a nursemaid, Rosa, sailed on the Holsatia, April 11, 1878. Bayard Taylor and the Halstead ladies also sailed as per program. Likewise, Murat Halstead himself, for whom no program had been made. There was a storm outside, and the Hulsatia anchored down the bay to wait until the worst was over. As the weather began to moderate, Halstead and others came down in a tug for a final word of good-bye. When the tug left, Halstead somehow managed to get overlooked, and was presently on his way across the ocean with only such wardrobe as he had on, and what Bayard Taylor, a large man like himself, was willing to lend him. Halstead was accused of having intentionally allowed himself to be left behind, and his case did have a suspicious look, but in any event they were glad to have him along. In a written word of good-bye to Howells, Clemens remembered a debt of gratitude, and paid it in full measure that was his habit. And that reminds me, ungrateful dog that I am, that I owe as much to your training as the rude country job-printer owes to the city boss who takes him in hand and teaches him the right way to handle his art i was talking to mrs clemens about this the other day and grieving because i never mentioned it to you thereby seeming to ignore it or to be unaware of it nothing that has passed under your eye needs any revision before going into a volume while all my other stuff does need so much in that ancient day before the wireless telegraph the voyager when the land fell away behind him felt a mighty sense of relief and rest which to some extent has gone now forever He cannot entirely escape the world in this new day, but then he had a complete sense of dismissal from all encumbering cares of life. Among the first notebook entries, Mark Twain wrote, To go abroad has something of the same sense that death brings. I am no longer of ye. What ye say of me is now of no consequence but of how much consequence when i am with ye and of ye i know you will refrain from saying harsh things because they cannot hurt me since i am out of reach and cannot hear them this is why we say no harsh things of the dead It was a rough voyage outside but the company made it pleasant within halstead and taylor were good smoking-room companions taylor had a large capacity for languages and a memory that was always a marvel he would repeat for them arabian hungarian and russian poetry and show them the music and construction of it he sang german folklore songs for them and the lorelei then comparatively unknown in america Such was his knowledge of the language that even educated Germans on board submitted questions of construction to him and accepted his decisions. He was wisely chosen for the mission he had to fill, but, unfortunately, he did not fill it long. Both Halstead and Taylor were said to have heart trouble. Halstead, however, survived many years. Taylor died December 19, 1878. End of chapter 114. Off for Germany. Read by John Greenman.